Everybody, welcome to the second episode of the rebranded Dreaming About podcast. I am so, so excited for this podcast. And I got a great story to start the podcast off with uh, how we got co-host Brendan to join last second <laughs> and last minute. Thanks to yours truly, myself, uh, for getting to remind him that this podcast was tonight. <laughs> I love you, Brendan. Thanks, Diego. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think it goes great. I, I think it was a great idea. It's a uh, good content right there. He he looks like he loves and respects you so much. I genuinely love and respect him. He does so much for the channel. It's actually insane. Like the over the overlay, the graphics, almost ninety percent of everything is like done by Brendan. I will say that. Man, I, I may, maybe I'd be able to contribute more if he'd actually give me the Cali footage, man. <clears throat> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I gotta, I gotta get on that, my dude. I gotta get it on that. So I'd like to give a big, big special welcome, as you guys have probably noticed. We have a very special guest today, a phenomenal host to an amazing podcast known as One Hundred Talk Pod. They talk about everything One Hundred Thieves related. They do a phenomenal job at getting some of the biggest people from One Hundred Thieves on their show. I don't know how you guys do it. I can't wait to talk about it if you're willing. To share the secrets or just the stories of how you even like ended up talking to these amazing people on 100 Thieves. It's it's phenomenal. It's great to have you, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you've always been just a huge uh, supporter of us, which we're always grateful for. Like, I, I always I always make comments about this, but like I'll show up in your chat during your stream and be like, oh, it's 100 Talk. Oh, and you go off and like, I just wish I had that energy for everybody around me. Like, <laughs> I, I really admire that. Thank but you, I'm, I appreciate I'm super it. happy to be here and, and just have a, like, talk something different than we usually do, you know? Like, it's, it's nice to just be doing this and, um, you know, it's a change of pace, which... It's always, always good. good. Always good. Yeah. A break, change of pace, just something to spice it up, you know? Yeah. So how's, how's your day been? How's the week been for you? Man, the week itself was crazy. It was just, like, a lot of stuff going on at work. But um, in the background, we've been working on prepping a new stream, which we're actually going to be launching a little bit after this. Um, so Jordan and I have been, Jordan's my co-host for if, and if you have, may have even seen him come on this show <laughs> uh, a, couple, a couple months ago, I think. Um, but yeah, so Jordan and I have been working on this, this new stream and it launches tonight. And that's been a lot of fun to get ready for and figure out what it's going to feel like. Right. And uh, so so that combined with a crazy week of work, it's been a little nutty, but it's the weekend. Man. It's the weekend. Happy. Hopefully you got I, a I, little I bit of a break. I need a ball like this. When is the weekend? I need a poro ball that I can just toss around. And I got to say, Brendan, you have some of the best merch like in the game. He got me a, a scarf from Fairy Tale, Natsu. I don't know if oh, you've that seen was... that anime. Dude, I love that scarf so much. <laughs> I still I'm have it. it it's like it. hung up on my ro uh, in my room. I don't, no joke. I don't know if it ever gets cold enough in Oxford, Texas, to fucking wear that thing. But <laughs> maybe, just maybe. Yeah, you get you get one week out of the year to wear your scarf, but that's every day. That's seven days of flexing. Se seven days of flexing, right? I I will say I just got this uh, windbreaker from Hundred Thieves, not to flex, and I got a lot of jackets coming from New York City. And as much as I love Texas, it is a shame I cannot wear half of the clothes I own. Or really rep a hundred thieves in the street without like drowning in sweat. 
they got they got that LA thing going. They're they're uh, ignorant of anybody who doesn't have perfect weather. Yeah, they yeah. Like, thing back here, this the tricolor hoodie, dude. This thing is heavy. Is it, it is really? No joke. Yeah, and and so that's that's one. I li- so I live in Nashville. Right. And this is one that I'm only going to get to pull out for about a month a year too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough, for man. nine months out of the year. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's cold where you live, isn't it, Brendan? Oh, bro, like negative negative forty during like five months out of the year. Yeah, it's 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 kind of cold. <laughs> just <laughs> a little bit, of. just a little bit. A lot of mm-hmm. snow, a lot of snow. You know, Diego, uh, how was your week this week? Oh. <laughs> how you? You know, about? it's it's been a really good day. I will say the biggest reason why I forgot to rem- to tell you that we were having the podcast tonight is uh, we've been busy, man. I got so much content planned for the podcast specifically. Um, one, I've had the amazing honor to have you on board for this episode. And then right after uh, this episode, we're going to have another big shot coming in onto the show from the Final Fantasy community. And oh, I don't know anything about Final Fantasy. <laughs> it, dude, it's, it's okay. That's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to. It'll be, alert. It'll be a learning process for the both of us. It'll be great, too. You'll be like you'll be like the representation of the league community trying to understand what is Final Fantasy. That's right. You're you're like the everyman. Right. Okay. You know, just 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 finding your way through the challenges. And you know, um, as as much as I want to say that uh, we're focusing on the quality of the podcast, it's we're still trying to figure it out. And dude, it's an honor to to have someone that actually knows. How to do a podcast? How to run a podcast? <laughs> like it's amazing. Yeah, that's that's a, a strong praise, man. I, I we're, we're just I, kind look, of figuring out what we're doing. I think your growth shows uh, speaks for itself. You know. Well, yeah, actually, you know, we we have had a, a good amount of growth this year, and it's interesting. We're actually coming up on the the one year anniversary of the pod, so that's in two days. Nice and. Uh, it's it's kind of fun to look back and, and think about when Jordan and I just did this, not knowing if anyone would ever pay attention or listen. Right. Um, but we we had a lot of like fortuitous timing that just uh, gave us some earlier opportunities. And, and from that, the people who happened to stumble into what we were doing, such as yourself, uh, have just been awesome. And, ju- and so we've, we've got like a little tight-knit community right and it's a very welcoming place and it's fun and so i i think that kind of you know helps people to stick around once they uh they do stumble upon us so you know it's 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 only it's it's a it's a small thing that we got going on but you know we're we're growing it and it's it's developing and it's been a lot of fun yeah how was that what inspired you to uh just to start the podcast about 100 thieves like what 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 made you go from hey i really like this organization to I kind of just want to spend like so much of my time talking about everything they do (laughs) and just show how much, how big of a fan you are. Yeah. Well, that, that's a really good question, especially because, um, for those who may not be familiar, Jordan and I are not super league knowledgeable. So we came into hundred thieves to watch the league of legends team develop. Like when hundred thieves was really starting. Yep. And, Uh, I hadn't even played before I heard of 100 Thieves. Oh, wow. And Jordan sent me the the first, like, I don't even think it was officially the heist yet. It might have been the first episode, but right. it was it was like there was a We Signed Afro Move video, right? Oh, I remember that one. Might not have been. 
but he sent me that and i had i had been totally out on esports before this like i played video games all my life right and always loved them but i was never like an esports guy right right but he sent me that and i was like holy cow man like first of all nade shot is super compelling as oh a he's a phenomenal so, he's so uh his charisma is off the charts he likes anime yeah. He likes anime. My Hero Academia <laughs> fan on his Instagram. He was videotaping the episode where Midoriya is fighting muscular. Oh my dude. That episode is so great. That's that's a major selling point for me. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry yeah, yeah. Well, and even before that was really out there, you know, I just I just watched him tell the story about what he was trying to build. Right. And it was incredibly compelling. And then the signing of Aphromoo, Aphromoo being someone who also like kind of breaks the mold from what I expected from an esports personality. Yep, I agree. Uh, he, I, so I saw that and I was like, huh, this is totally different than I expected. And it actually feels, and, and this is a terrible word to throw out there, but it actually feels cool to me, right? Like, yeah. Even though I was, I was a gamer, I and I was like, okay, I'm a gamer, but that's because I'm a huge nerd. Right. Um, but this didn't feel as I expected it for esports. So anyway, he, Jordan had been trying to, like get me to play league for months leading up to that and once i saw that video i installed the league client that day and like played through the training and everything and i was like okay i gotta understand this and just from that point i watched every piece of content i tuned into the league games and jordan and i were so into it we just had these conversations um and we just said well look we love sports podcasts, especially like I, I come from traditional sports fandom, you know, right? Like I, I there's so many sports podcasts. Um, I love following sports media. I love how it's been developed. I, uh, you know, everything about that is really uh, attractive to me. And I noticed it was very underdeveloped right. in esports. So I was like, look, we want, we're having these conversations anyway. And there's no one else really doing the same thing. Yep. And it, it's quite obvious that it would be, you know, a successful idea. Like right. even if we weren't the ones who to have success with it, right. the concept of having like a team-based podcast, podcast run by fans, yep. it's so obvious, yeah. right? Like it's something that should be done. And, and again, if it's not us, that'll be successful in the long run. Someone else will. So right. we just said, let's go for it. Let's start talking about these things and, uh, and, and really just push record you know, from there. And uh, it was a little bit scary because none of us, like I said, knew what we were doing in the beginning. But, um, we've, we've kind of been able to, to learn the game of League of Legends, uh, then move over and learn some Call of Duty stuff too and bring our kind of natural understanding of, of traditional sports operations right. to fill in the background of everything for people. Um, so that, that's kind of just how it's progressed. Um, and like I said, we had a lot of fortunate timing and, and coincidences along the road that just helped us to grow you know, level up just a little bit you yep. know, every, every now and again. So it's, it's been great. That's awesome. Talking about the level up and the coincidences, I, gotta, I remember one podcast where you were talking about 100 Thieves. I'm trying to think what the topic was. I think it was our second LCS game, like third LCS game. And the very next podcast, before it actually aired, you tweeted that you were sponsored by 100 Thieves. It was your first sponsorship yeah. at, for a giveaway of, was it the cream hoodie or? No, it wasn't yeah, the cream, it was the it cream, wasn't cream hoodie. hoodie. Dude, and I was like, wait, 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 hold up. I've been seeing these guys since like day two, day three, 
and now they're sponsored. Like, what what happened to like what happened that got you that sponsorship? Like, how did you get in touch with the Hundred Thieves? Did they reach out to you, or did you reach out to them? And yeah, so so here's how it happened. Um, and we kind of have to back up a little bit from that because. Like I said, a lot of the a lot of that stuff was lucky timing for us, okay. Right. And one of the things that happened was uh, the Medios trade. Got it. So if, if fans, you know, remember way back in the day, in early Hundred Thieves, it seems like eons ago that we were I, like first place team. Yeah, I remember that. Ha! But we uh, when the Medios trade happened, I think the tweet happened. And and actually, you know, to to tell the story, of the trade itself, Medios himself tweeted when uh, it, he wasn't actually supposed to. Right. He didn't realize. Yeah, I remember that. There was a huge scandal that. behind it. Right. Yeah. He and he didn't know. Like yeah. it, he wasn't trying to be malicious with. No, 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 no. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. But he he did tweet out that he had been traded before it was really like set to to be known. Yep. And that happened, I think, literally ten or fifteen minutes before we went live for our show. Oh wow. And. I, in fact, I didn't even know when we were prepping to go live, and right. Jordan told me as as we were getting on. He's like, "Huh? Oh, that's yes, spicy. Wait, what? <laughs> that is what spicy." Yeah, and and so because of that, we had the first in depth conversation about the Medios trade that was on the internet, basically. Right. So, so that episode of the show, we we, we had been getting you know just a, a few dozen views for each episode up to that point. When the Medios trade happened, all of a sudden we had like a thousand views on that one episode. So we knew people were listening. Right. Um, around the same time, I had found the 100 Thieves Discord mm -hmm. and had started to just kind of poke around there. And one day, uh, Jackson, who is the head of business development, and he's also like the league GM, at least yep. for now. He's going to be phased out later. But um and he, he was in the Discord at the same time I was, and he recognized my profile picture. Oh, wow. And he matched, he matched it to the Twitter. Uh, my, my personal Twitter account. Got it. Okay. And he was like, wait, there's this, there's this guy who has this podcast about her thieves. Is this you? Like, he sent me a message. He was like, is this you? I was like, yeah. And it turns out he had, I think he found us during the Medios thing when he was, you know, kind of taking the community temperature about the trade. And he had seen our conversation because SEO shot us up. Uh, in the search results. Right. And uh, from there, you know, he he was kind of constantly in touch with us about the pod. Yep. So he's he's always been a supporter of what we've done. And uh, the he kind of spread the word to the rest of the office. So we, we're not like an official 100 Thieves podcast or anything. Yeah. But um, they know who we are. You know, we've done the Academy streams with them. Yep. The cream hoodie thing, it was it was basically like they were looking to to – Spread their name you know, out and sound, connect with yeah, the community. It, right. Create the buzz around the drop and just graciously offered that to us. That is amazing. Um, in fact, I think I, he, he sent, he sent me messages like, Hey, you know, I want to send you guys a cream hoodie. Uh, and I was like, you know, I would love to actually give one away right. on the show. So if I, I can do that. And so they, they sent us hoodies and they also sent us an extra one to give away. That is awesome. So it, it was really cool of them. Like you, I, I think, that story will probably go unnoticed by most people. Right. But it speaks volumes to how 100 Thieves how uh, How much they pay attention to the community. I think yeah. one thing that kind of blows my mind recently, especially, is after the Medios trade, they got a lot of flack for not paying attention to the community when behind the scenes, Jackson Dahl specifically, 
um, and Nate Shot, to be quite honest with you. They do such a good job at paying attention to media outlets. And the fact that they caught on to you right when the media trade happened, they remembered you and were like, hey, we should reach out to them and, you know, not, not incentivize, but like make sure that like the truth is spoken and communicate with you to communicate with the community like, hey, it's not as bad as you think and go on from there, well, you know? Well, actually, you know, I, I should say this, like they have they have never influenced the message that we deliver right. um, in any sort of way. So really like all, all they were doing was showing support for content creators that were in the space. Like, right. like I, and I've heard, we've had conversations on, you know, on our podcast with like Blake Robbins, who was part of the investment group yep. um, that, you know, raised the funding for hundred thieves and uh, some, some other, you know, some other people on staff as well, that they just said they could, they couldn't believe that a fan podcast emerged so soon. Yeah. That was, you know, that was consistent and, and somewhat real. Um, and that to them was a, a, a good sign for what they were doing, right? That people out there care enough to, to sit there and talk about it. And so really all, all of that support has just been out of, you know, a, a gratitude. And it's a really humble gratitude, to be honest, because like I said, we are, we are small potatoes to them. Right. But at the same time, they are, you know, very gracious for us. Um, they, and they sent us like the, the drop that's on hanging up behind me that was, you know, sent, sent to me by them as well. So they continue to support us and they, they don't ever, you know, influence the message that we deliver. They're yep. fine when we criticize. Um, it's, it's just like a speaks wonderful, vo it speaks volumes of the organization. Yeah. And I, I don't think like the hundred thieves community as, as a whole really gets that. Yeah. Like, we're, we're a really good example of just how seriously they take it mm -hmm. and how mature they are about it. And, and that for me was a great sign. Like I remember the first time we got in touch with them and we had, these exchanges, I told, I told Jordan, I was like, well, we sure picked the right team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause I, I don't, I like, there are a lot of great orgs out there. I've, I've had the chance to, to meet or interact with some of the other, you know, GMs or whatever. And yep. like, they've been great, but I just, I'm not sure that all the other teams operate at the same level that hundred thieves do. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm asked you this question, Brendan, cause you've been following esports a lot longer than I have. And you've been a fan of Cloud9, if I'm not mistaken, right? What, yes. were, what's your, what was your first impressions, non-biased from me, because I, I speak so highly of the organization. I love everything that they do. <laughs> uh, but what was your first impressions after the Meteos trade happened and you had all these people talking about 100 Thieves? And even now, with the whole, like, Aphromu should retire or they're, they're not doing a great job with the coach. Spam yeah, ah, oh, dude, that drives yeah. me insane watching that in the Twitch chat. I'm just like, I'm gonna go a little bit off tangent, but as a sports fan since I was a kid, Chicago Cubs and Los Angeles Lakers specifically, right? Um, I find it crazy. I don't know if it's maybe just the people that watch 100 Thieves, but I feel like there's more, I want to be very careful with how I say this. There's... There aren't as many loyal fans in esports yet, maybe because it's a new space, as there is in the sports community. I feel yeah, like, like maybe not team loyalty. Yeah, like I feel like player once, loyalty, but not not as much. Team. Right, and I feel like um, a lot of that is just because, uh, like you said, it's player loyalty. But once they start playing bad, it kind of goes sideways. Brendan, I was gonna say I've seen a lot of good points as to why people don't why there isn't as much team loyalty as per se player loyalty. So for example, a lot of these people do streaming 
their, their personalities are more readily available than, say, that of a sports player's. So, for example, I can catch Afro Moo on, like, a Saturday night streaming solo queue right. and see what he's like outside of his LCS games. So, yep. wow, that's pretty cool. Like, I get to interact with, like, my favorite pro players. That's fascinating. interact with Tom Brady outside of his freaking games. Like, right. What the hell? Yeah, you're right. And There's, like, also, that exclusive factor. Um, another another pretty interesting thing is that I've seen arguments for is the geolocation of teams. I was example, going no to mention that. You beat me to it. Go on about it. Um, it's just that, you know, you don't have, like, what is New York City, like, New York City Knicks or Miami Heat. Yeah, you don't have that, like, core... Look like that location like oh hey i'm here i feel like uh a part of the community i should root for them because i live here right yeah mm -hmm. yeah i actually a couple of good points were raised on this topic to me because really around the medios trade and then what happened afterwards with cody sen and Ricara on our team right uh i used to get into it with with people a lot like on twitter and reddit because um i guess this is just my like my perspective or whatever, I right. tend to be more team and org sympathetic than player sympathetic. I, yeah, um, same. Just, I, I think just because like the experiences that I've had in my life, like I've been on that side a little bit more where there's like, oh, there's always more to the story that you're not getting or whatever. So I used to have these intense arguments with people where I would say like, it's so obvious what happened and you're being overly sympathetic for the player. Right. And there were two points that were made to me that were really good. One is that uh, a lot of the early esports scene, and it's—I mean—it still goes on now, but especially you know if you're looking like five years ago or whatever, the, the nature of teams was so transient that you—you you know your team, your brand, even really successful ones might not be around the next year to cheer for, right? But the players would always, you know, find a landing spot somewhere. Right. So it's much more easy to attach to the players than the orgs because the players are more permanent. More permanent than the esports organizations. You know, Crave just mentioned that in the chat. And oh, he yeah. brings up a really good point. Like, look at Optic now. Like, now they have the whole thing with them being bought out. I don't know if it's happened yet. I haven't kept up with it, but... Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the deal has been done, and then the like the brand is being phased out um, over the next like six months, basically. So yeah, and that that's optic. We're talking optic. Yeah, one of the biggest names in esports, period. No matter what game it is, which is Why? nuts. Yeah, yeah th so that's just insane. So that's that's one side of it, and then the other side of it um, is that a lot of fans feel that they participated in the building of the esports community which is true to to a to large a, extent yeah to a large extent definitely yeah. agree yeah it, so they they were participating they believed in this stuff they didn't they didn't like get born and find it there waiting for them like say traditional sports is right so they feel more ownership over what happens in the space than you know a, a traditional sports fan might feel about their team right so those two things combined like i kind of it it changed my perspective a bit to where i say okay now i understand a little bit more about where you're coming from you're still wrong but i understand <laughs> you know? right. it's like, like one of those things but so so those are good points to keep in mind um yeah but it's, it's just been one of those things or like the more i interact with everybody the more i start understanding the perspective of of esports fans and that's cool like i i should do that you know, we all should understand these people. A little yeah, bit. multiple perspectives that way. You're not making end of the day Unless assumptions. Unless it's on Reddit. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's on Reddit, then just don't, don't even try. Uh, yeah, don't yeah. Reddit's, try. Reddit's a fascinating space. I will say that. 
people are very uh, opinionated on Reddit. They tend to stay uh, stick to their they're guns. They're wrongly opinionated. <laughs> Hey, yeah. You know, I, I see some I see some good points brought on Reddit um, sometimes, but I, I definitely say that they are uh, more consistent with their original opinion, and they some people don't like yeah. to budge on Reddit. Well, it, like a lot of Reddit is a very quick take on something that yep. is probably like over passionate, yep. and then the people who have really well thought out and well reasoned takes. It's a wall of text, and no one reads it. You yeah. Know? So those opinions just tend to like fall by the wayside. That makes one sense. One line or less. One line or less. Yeah, yeah very similar to make, YouTube content. Who can make the uh, quickest thing to get upvoted? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, really... and the, it's so that's like another thing I've been finding out is like when you argue with people on Reddit about these these things, like the most effective way to respond to anything is always to ask them the question based on their assumption that you know. Yeah, that's so true. It's going to like make them feel like they're wrong. Yep. So it's like, so it's like, okay, then why don't we just do this? And it's like, obviously the worst decision ever. Right. And like, okay, like that is the most efficient way to do it. Cause it just takes one line and you just took it to its natural conclusion. Right. And you can help lead so them to like, a, you know, different perspectives yeah. and opinions. Yeah. It's a talent really. And like, and, <laughs> and I'm just starting to discover it, but I, I try it. I try and read Reddit and not participate too much in it because yeah, it just, it just can get nasty. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I gotta say, um, I, I don't mean to gas you up. I, I genuinely mean this from the bottom of my heart. You guys are doing something super special and I want to say from like even the first week, you guys are extremely consistent for a brand new podcast or a new oh. content creator. Um, what are some habits or systems you got in place that helps you stay consistent? Well, I will say that that's probably the number one key to building your audience on any platform, right? Is right. consistency because not, not only does that psychologically matter for people who want to consume your content, but it also obviously matters for the algorithms of each um, platform. Right. They reward you when you upload consistently. So that's the thing now because of, what I do professionally, I was, I'm kind of aware of that. So when Jordan and I started this thing, we knew we had to be committed to it right? and we, we had to find, you know, a regular time and we had to find, um, a way to do it no matter what was happening. So Jordan's actually, <laughs> Jordan's actually done the show on the road so many times. Like oh, there was wow. a stretch of about five weeks in a row where he was in a new place every time. It was hilarious. So it was like, we made it into a joke on the show. It's like, that's where's amazing. Jordan where's Jordan? Oh, that's why you guys keep saying that. I was like, well, right. Where's that come yeah. from? Fascinating. Yeah. Where's it going to be today? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that like, it's just something you have to get your mind right about. Right. And the, the hardest challenge for us is the off season, because obviously when <laughs> yeah. you're in season I and bet. there's games every week, there's always something to talk about. Right. Yep. But then you get these long stretches and like, I'm dreading, I'm dreading the, um, the post summer, post-summer for, for this year because I there's know. no worlds for us to to look forward to right right like last year we had worlds to fall back on so there was still like some content driving us forward that can be like a, a really hard obstacle to overcome right so we actively way in advance like probably two or three months in advance we're bouncing around ideas for interviews and shows that we could do during the off season. And, and that's when we really started to bring guests in onto the show. Nice. Like we would get people from hundred thieves or we would get, um, someone like, like Tim Sevenhausen from, uh, Oracle's elixir to right. come on and, and, you know, do a statistical angle on things. Like we, we wanted to make sure that we had reasons for people to watch the show when there weren't games going on. Very and nice. that was, 
really difficult to plan, but it paid huge dividends. Huge dividends. Because that's real, yeah, that's when we really started getting the interviews with Hundred Thieves people Hundred coming Thieves. through, which obviously it's is a big deal. help us a lot. Oh yeah, people are much much more willing to listen to uh, Hundred Thieves staff than they are to me and Jordan. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It helps that you guys are constantly consistent, though, and you actually do your homework before you speak about a topic, right? Yeah, yeah, and that, that's another thing. Like, we'll especially with guest interviews, but every every week, really, we we have a plan, we have a rundown. Right. Um, we we have some normal formulaic segments that we do um, that you know don't require as much pre planning, but we always have notes and we always have a rundown. We always communicate about the show before it happens. Right. Um, so that yeah, that helps us to not look so much like we don't know what we're doing right. <laughs> when we get on there. So, um, but yeah, I would just like it. The consistency is, is the number one thing that's going to get people to latch on to you right. when, you're, when you're starting. So even, even if you're unsure, if you're going to be able to fill the time, it's better to do a shorter show than not to do no, a show. To do no show. So you think even, so to throw a scenario at you, if you could only do a podcast for 20 to 30 minutes, right? Compared to your typical, I think it's like an hour long, usually around 45 to yeah, an hour. Yeah, we're usually 60 to 70 minutes. Yeah. Um, would you still do it? Oh, yeah, I, yeah? I would. If, if uh, it, you know, it depends on what part of the year we're in. Right. Uh, we During the off season, we will go to every other week sometimes. Got it. Um and it actually, you know, more than sometimes, it's probably like half and half. Like sometimes we'll be every week, sometimes we'll be, you know, in two weeks with some space between. But um, yeah, I think it's way better to have a, a show planned. Like one of the things we did um, in between 2018 and 2019 when we were waiting for free agency to sort itself out so we knew what roster changes were coming was we did like a top 15 plays show right? where Jordan and I just watched those and counted him down. And, you know, it was, it was kind of a nonsense show and it was, it was a little scuffed cause we didn't really know what like the setup should be or whatever, but yep. you know, it was just fun and it was hanging around and we, it was a much shorter show than we typically did, but we were there to say hi to our community and there to give people something to remember about hundred thieves. And right. that's, you know, how we, how we see our job. So it's a great job, great job at uh, pivoting the content, but still staying in line with your theme. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got to say, uh, something that I find fascinating between both you and Brendan is the fact that uh, both the, both of you have seen like incredible growth recently and both have been because of the consistency, but you both have recently pivoted big time. You recently with going from just focusing on the league scene to Call of Duty and then also talking about other big moves like the Courage and Nate Shot podcast and tweeting about it, right? Um, and Brendan, you've been on the grind for social media recently too. I see you more active on Twitter. You got a discord community now, right? Do you think it's, yes. do you guys think it's necessary for every content yes. creator? I like that. The energy, yes. beautiful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he says yes and leaves. I love it. No, I just, I just, I just chucked my poro across the room. That's Sorry. beautiful. No, I will say like, uh, you guys are doing a great job at like not only doing content when you stream and when you do YouTube, but also on Twitter, also on discord for any new content creator that wants to do something, whether it's a podcast, whether it's streaming, do you think it's necessary for them to be on the social media grind to grow if they want to grow and more, more than a hobby for them, right? Be smart about it. Don't spam. Be yes. Make the right connections. I like it. Like, mm -hmm. I think the biggest, one of my favorite tricks is to uh, 
leave witty comments on larger people's things because they'll notice you. It's surprising about the amount of people that I've gotten to notice me just because I'll comment maybe like once every other week right. on their like uh, Twitter post saying something like semi witty, right. and they'll like they'll like they'll like it. So that means obviously they looked at it and maybe they thought, "Ha, that's kind of funny." Um, yeah. yeah, I met actually a fair amount of people through that. That's a huge thing. Like, and I and we, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever. So we're we're super active on Twitter. I see that. Uh, Twitter, I think, is a, a wonderful platform for this kind of space. Like, right. Twitter is not for everything, right? It's not I for agree. everything. It's not for everybody. But this is one of the areas where connections happen quite easily over Twitter. And uh, it's it's a format that makes sense for people when they're trying to follow their esports teams. So if you look at our Twitter, we're actually, like, we're not just 100 Talk. We're 100 Talk dash 100 Thieves podcast. And right. that's super intentional because we do the same thing. We'll comment on on things. We'll comment on like it's the same way on YouTube. We'll comment on YouTube videos. Um, we'll reply in, in threads and everything. And we we try to just have fun with it. Yep. But people just literally see oh hundred thieves podcast. What is that? What is that? They want to check you and out. They will. They yeah. We get so much inbound from that. It's crazy. That's and, awesome. And like, there there are days where we we're looking at like oh dude we got like thirty new YouTube subs today. And we don't really know why, because we didn't do, you know, we didn't do any sort of content. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, I remember like I made that joke in like the Nade Shot tweet about this, you know. Right. And and that stuff makes a legitimate difference. There's like the the uphill battle you always fight on social media is just awareness, like to let people know that you exist. And then That's beyond that, to, for them to understand who you are. Right. And if you can get past those first two steps, then you can get a lot of uh, conversion, so to speak. Nice. Good, good thing is always to make memes. I'm not gonna lie, making memes has probably always been my highest, like, fan and like my highest interaction with uh, my Twitter followers. Fascinating. Is that, you know, my normal stuff maybe gets like in between like five to ten likes, but my memes easily get in between like fifteen to twenty-five likes. So, just saying, memes, memes, people love them. So if you yeah. got the if you got the brain juice for them, fucking do them as much as you can. Yeah, the same on Reddit too. Like Reddit memes, like do super well. Oh yeah, they do phenomenal. They get like hundreds and thousands of upvotes. It's insane. They trend so <laughs> yeah. quickly. Yeah, so, so that helps a lot on clicks. Um, but I think what Brendan said earlier, you know, about being being careful. That's also something because like you don't want to look like you're trying too hard, right? Because because then people just turn off to it right you, you want to be genuine you want to you want to have your voice on there and ours tends to be self-deprecating and kind of sarcastic and we try to be you know on the lighter side right um which, which works for our brand if you want to call it that um but you just can't overdo it like you can't post the memes all the time and you yeah. can't be every comment thread doing stuff you have to be judicious with it but right. mm -hmm. um if, if you're able to restrain a little bit it, it helps so much so we got social media, we got consistency, right? If you had to sum up three more things or two more things, however much you want, that are key factors to growing as a podcast specifically for you. And Brendan, you, you've been blowing up big time. Uh, growing as a content creator, editor, or streamer just in general, what would be like the biggest things for the both of you? Besides uh, social media, consistency, and networking. Um, I know hundred talk pods are no strangers to this and they're, they're definitely, they're definitely out there. Like they talk with people. Number one thing in my opinion is don't be a pussy. Like you talk, talk with people that you wouldn't normally talk to. Like try and reach out and find someone big. Right. The same like, goes, never ask, recently. never know. Yeah. That's, that's really insane. Like, 
Oh, I was. How, how much time do I have left? Okay, I'm gonna keep this short. So basically, uh, I'm a cutie pie's editor. Was like, hey, uh, I'm looking for new video editors, and I was like, huh, well shit. I don't know if I'll actually make the cut or not. So I sent him my portfolio. He's like, the shit you do is actually, I quote you not. He said too good. So he's like, if you ever want, <laughs> that's if amazing. You ever want if you ever want to make something for the channel in your style, feel free to hit me up later. So I was like, I had no fucking clue if I was going to even like get get a back response to my, back from I'm a cutie pie yeah, with my how two big previous he is. applications. My two no, they didn't even get back to me. Like they didn't get back to me. Like I applied for Swifty and a YouTuber called Ash on Law. They never got back to me. Right. But mm -hmm. I was like, just keep throwing your stuff out there and make con make those connections. I guess is a big thing. Right. That's my yeah. That's that's massive. And I think like like reaching out with no fear is is a thing because a lot of people just don't want to feel that rejection right and rejection right. can even be just not getting a response or not getting True. a like right? right it's not necessarily a no a or no. like a block right but it can be <laughs> it, can, it can it can just be like just not acknowledging you exist and right. people don't like that either but um just reaching out like you know the the secret to life is that everybody wants to feel good and have positive interactions with people. I can say it better. And, and on social media, that can be kind of rare. Yeah. Right? Seriously. So, so a lot of the times, like, yeah, just, just go ahead and like hop into conversations with people with, with bigger people even, and, uh, and, and do so respectfully and have like positive interactions with them. And that can do a whole lot and be, be open to the opportunities for community building too. Right. Because like, I've, <clears throat> I've met a whole bunch of, you know, journalists or podcasters who are way, way smarter and more articulate than we are. Right. And they're open to collaboration and they respect what we do. And, you know, I think it's just because we're, we try and be honest and positive. Right. And that can, you know, multiply who your audience yeah, is. Yeah, it's infectious. Really Whatever great. vibe you give out, like other people will pick up on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, I'm really grateful for, you know, the, the people who have partnered with us, who have done shows with us and just like have exchanged friendly banter with us. Like that's just, that stuff means so much to you when you're trying to grow and be visible, you know? And, and, um, if you do it in a natural way, people really like respond to that. So. Right. So don't force it. Don't be something that you're not stick to your theme, be consistent network on social media use social media please everybody please 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 if you want to grow as a content creator i think we can all agree that like social media is necessary in today's age right help further develop your brand um what are some plans you got for 100 talk pot specifically in the draw i know you got a brand new uh twitch series that you're going to be doing tonight right right yeah, after, right yeah. after this okay. podcast yeah also, also i'll talk about that first i like um, it we, I'm excited like, for this one. What we try and do is we have like a lot of jokes and a lot of just, you know, things that we, th we throw out phrases and stuff takes hold. Some stuff, you know, takes hold. Some stuff doesn't. One of the things we've always, we've always joked about is how uh, Jordan and I are both dads and with the kids, it can be like almost <laughs> impossible to catch the LCS games live yeah, right? because they like tend to happen right when we're either eating dinner or like putting the kids to bed. And like, honestly, like the dad thing is part of our brand too, right? Like, yeah. I love it. We, one of our Twitch emotes says, hi. I was just about to say it's hi dads. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, so we always made a joke like, like, you know, once again, can't watch the game. So I'm on VOD squad, right? right. Like we would, we would say that all the time. 
and uh, we we decided, you know, we've we've thrown out that name a lot, and we're both not going to be able to watch games when they happen. So why not just like watch them together and hang out and do like a sidecast? Right. Um, and that idea really comes from honestly the the first thing I saw that did this that was really gripping for me was two years ago during the NBA playoffs. The um, ESPN crew would do this where they had like four different streams that you could watch right. during a game. There's like different camera angles or whatever. And then one of them was called the sidecast and it was their most entertaining um, on-air personalities mm-hmm. who all happen to be podcasters, by the way. And they would be sitting in a room just like joking with each other and hanging out and watching. And just having game. a good time. So there's like in the corner of the screen, there's like a small like thing of the game. And then right. the, the main camera is just on them hanging out in the screen. <laughs> And it, it, I honestly, I, I loved watching that way more than I loved watching the games. So that's kind of where this idea came from. So we're going to have, we're going to be watching the VOD back and the VOD will be in the middle of the screen. And then Art will have both of our cams up there and we'll kind of just be hanging out and joking with each other. Um, it helps that Jordan and I, we've known each other now for uh, 24, 25 years. Wow. That's amazing. Insane, right. Like that we've, is... we've been good friends since we were in first grade and, uh, so, so we're able to just like kind of hang and it's natural, right? Right. So we're just going to be doing that. And, and it's one of those things where even if no one watches it, that's it's fun because cool like we're having fun doing it right. and we're going to be watching anyway in that way. So we yeah, let's well the community it. see like another part of you too. Yeah. Which yeah. is big. I think so, Nate Shot does a great job at doing that too with all, all yeah, the insane does. amounts of content that he does. Yeah. So, so it'll be like, because up to this point, you know, we've got we've got her talk the show, we've got rec league, which is when we play league together, and it's, you know, it's a lot of memeing, but we are we are trying to play league yeah. at the same time. You no, know, I agree. Garbage. Then we've got yeah, especially yeah. that we're garbage. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then we've we've got the academy cast, which are like kind of a normal cast in some ways, but a yep. lot of ways we're just like developing the story of 100 thieves academy team right and creating jokes creating things for the community to to do together right this cast will be like the least formal out of all of that like it'll i love be the it. most unorganized thing it'll just be really us hanging and watching the show so it should be fun other than that i'm like i said we've got the the birthday of the show is on monday um right any, any special showtime. events going on for the big birthday we will be doing a giveaway because we're we're big on giveaways. I love so it. So you can get your hands on some uh, hot, spicy, sold out hundred T merch through us. Um, so we'll do that, and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna see about COD because we did we did a lot of COD content around the London event, and we kind of pulled off on Anaheim. Um, I think we'll be back for Miami though. I so like there'll it. be more more COD content coming. We're you know, we'll interview some players and um, maybe Mud Dog, maybe Crowder again. So, you know, it's a fun hang. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I will say it's uh, you got to get going for that amazing uh, VOD series pretty soon. So just to wrap up, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. I know it was quick. It was kind of last minute, mainly for you, Brendan. I love you. I really do. I'm sorry. I won't ever do it again. Maybe. No promises. Uh, Brendan's a real one. He, he earned the star today. He really uh-huh. did. He Guys, he came in last minute. And he's about to go to a party with this handsome, handsome haircut that he's got going on right now. But yeah, seriously, guys, please, 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 please. If you want to listen to a professional podcast, a podcast that talks everything about 100 Thieves, they host giveaway of this beautiful merch from 100 Thieves over here. <laughs> 
Um, check the podcast out. Link is in the Twitch chat. I will be posting it on YouTube, Spotify. You can find them at at 100talkpod on Twitter for oh, some glorious meetings. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're on Spotify now. We're both. <laughs> yeah, good, good job, everyone. By the, by the way, guys, we're on Spotify thanks to 100 Talk Pod. He showed me how to do it. So, uh, big, yeah, big credit. <laughs> big credit goes to 100 Talk Pod. I can't thank you guys enough. Man, this it's just been really, really fun. Like I said, you know, you were one of our earliest listeners, earliest supporters, and that goes a long way for us. So it's always like we love the energy coming in. We want to give that back. You're awesome. We appreciate everything you do. We appreciate how you gas us up all the time for everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. And and uh, like I, I think you're you're a case study, right, on how you want to be online in your interactions with people. Because you know, I can't think of you know any anything other than a positive interaction I've ever had with you. And that I just appreciate is that. Like really fun to have online with people, man. Like that makes it truly feel like a community. That means a lot. So, so then when we're doing stuff like this, it's just I'm hanging with my friends. Like, that's what it is. So. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's an honor to have you a part of the community. Thank you so much. All right. And uh, we're going to be ending the podcast there. Guys, please, I can't say this enough. Give them a follow. You will not regret it, especially if you're a 100 Thieves fan. Everyone, I hope you have a phenomenal night. I know this was a surprise podcast. The plan is to have the podcast more planned out ahead of time. But we also want to bring on a lot of special guests like 100 Talk Pod to hear their story. And sometimes that can require a little, I guess you could say, improv last minute podcast. So thank you so much for the patience. We'll be improving the quality a lot over the next year. And everyone, have a phenomenal night. And thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Bye, everyone. Have a phenomenal night, everyone. Have a good night. Miss you already. I miss you already too. I'm gonna be there in a second to watch the uh, the VOD series. I cannot wait. I haven't seen the game and to interact with you guys during the game. I've been wanting to do that for a while. There we go, man. You got the chance. Yep, the opportunity is here. All right, everyone, have a great night. Deuces.